Welcome to episode 91 of Forging the Journey, where we discuss the joys and struggles of our entrepreneurial journey. I'm Greg Davis. And I'm Jared Dobb. And how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, man. Hey, we got a special episode today, don't we? We do. We do. And we actually, so we actually kind of introed into this conversation at the end of our podcast last week. Me and Jared started talking about um, it's kind of the vision for the future and and thinking about reaching out to, to new people and stuff. And it brought me back to a conversation that I had with Phil, uh, Phil Adams from Triple Out Design. And we have Phil on today. So uh, Phil Adams is, uh, he's, a, he's a chief marketing officer for, for Triple Out Design. Phil doesn't only work hard, but he gets to play hard too. If you see, uh, if you see any, any other social media stuff, it's likely Phil that you'll see standing out in the middle of a desert or climbing a rock face or flying in a, like in a little prop plane. If you don't know who, if you don't know who Triple Out Design is, they're a small employee-owned American company specializing in making gear and apparel for everyone from the office to the most adventurous. They employ about 20 to 25 full-time staff and up to 300 contract workers. And uh, Phil, how are you doing today, bud? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? We're doing awesome. Doing good, man. Living so good the dream. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited. So we're catching you guys. We're like we're, we're like a week after Black Friday. We are... Um, we're like day one of, of the 12 days of TED that you guys are starting off. So we're kind of catching you, right? Probably the, about the busiest time of the year, I would think, for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> yes. Um, Q4 for us is really Q4 into Q1 is the busiest time. Um, but yeah, this towards the end of the year, depending on how the year goes, you know, we always try to finish with a bang. Um, and because of our community, our community is, as you guys know, but it's highly engaged and we feel like they go on this journey with us, you know, they, they experience it differently than we do, you know. Um, but as we move through a calendar year, there, there are things that happen here at our brand that are orchestrated, you know, peaks and valleys, if you will, of engagement, product, special events, all, all this stuff. And, and it kind of all cultivates around the end of the year. And, and usually we have a big event in San Francisco where everybody comes to San Francisco and it's our dog patch warehouse sale. And like, we'll have 300 people uh, lining up uh, the night before to get in. I mean, and it's literally like a city block. It's become quite an event, even for the the city and for the the, the local community there. So, but obviously with this year, uh, that can't happen. And so we really, you know, we felt like uh, of all the years, it's probably a really important year to have a stellar end of the year. Just like, just we've all been through this together. Um, you know, everybody's been on their individual paths with it, but you know, everybody's kind of circled around Tad. So what are we going to finish? What are we going to finish the year with? And so we did this really cool story thing with prelude that we could talk about a little bit later, but then um, swinging it into 12 days of Tad. And we were like, man, if, if there was ever a year to crush 12 days of Tad, this is the year. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, 12 straight days of new products or a special or a surprise um, or you know, like a special collab or something like that. And so it's, um, it's a massive undertaking. You think about it, I mean, it's half a month, <laughs> yeah. half a month that you're, you're asking, you're asking a consumer to, to stay locked in, right. In a day and age where people are like, please me now and please me quickly so I can move on. Right. We're asking, we're, we're, we're doing the exact opposite of that. Right. We're asking you to stay engaged, stay locked in. We're asking you to do it for half a month. And Oh, by the way, it's December. Right. Yeah. So, um, of all the months, um, but our crowd does it. And, um, it's super fun. It's super fun. It's, it's a ton of work. Um, but it's rewarding yeah, was, for us. 
rewarding for the for you guys too. Yeah, what's up? I was going to say it's that sounds incredibly uh, busy. I'm just thinking of you know like what Greg and I did for Black Friday, and even that feels hectic. I can't imagine having a product or a special or something, you know, something at that level. That just is crazy to me to even imagine right now. Yeah, but that's cool. You guys just came off. Oh, you mentioned Prelude, which did, I do want to get into that more lately. But with Prelude, you guys just introduced a whole bunch of new products. So uh, just it's crazy how much new stuff you guys are pumping out in this in this last couple months, really. Yep, uh, seventeen new products during Prelude. Wow, um, <laughs> that's incredible. And so, yeah, seven seventeen products over the course of what two and a half weeks? Because yeah. uh, we did an episode every Friday and Tuesday. So it was a six six part mini series, if you will, um, episode every every yeah every Friday every Tuesday, and within each episode we'd launch anywhere from you know two to three products. Um, so uh, yeah, it was awesome. And, you know, it was, for us it was a true uh, test of a, a, a many 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 things, um, not just storytelling and fictional storytelling and how our audience might perceive that but then the type of storytelling um you know do we do adventure do we do b-movie campy stuff do we do you know espionage uh do we do mind-bending christopher nolan inception style stuff you know what do we do mm-hmm. um uh so you know it's it's you know on top of a product launch or a seasonal catalog launch so and then there was the presentation of it how do you present it is it just a movie um, is it video? Is it pictures? Is it text? Is it, you know, and then layer quest with it, right? So you can engage with it. Um, <clears throat> go out and do the same missions the characters did and solve encrypted messages online and, you know, all this stuff. And mm-hmm. so um, it was a massive, massive undertaking. Um, and, uh, you know, I think it, uh, I mean, the feedback we've gotten has been incredible. Um, like I, I, in a nervous way, I, like I went digging for negative feedback and the only negative feedback I could get was Reddit and Reddit's always negative. Yeah, so totally, yeah. I was like, <laughs> that, you know, I was like, well, where, you know, where do you find the trolls? There, there's where yeah, you find the trolls. I was like, yeah, I was like, I'm going to go, look, I'm going to go troll hunting and, yeah. um, That's you know, cause new, I wanted, sport. I wanted true, honest feedback, um, you know, and I got a lot of that, but you know, uh, with all that also came, um, you know, high, more positivity and praise for it. So, um, so it, that excites me because that then opens us up to do something different next year. Um, you know, and that's, that's a lot of what we do. And I think as it ties to just business talk, I think a lot of, um, a lot of businesses and a lot of folks in general are, are scared to do that kind of stuff, right? Like um, it is scary, but you don't know unless you do it. Right. And, and for me it was, you know, super scary and there was a lot of drama circled around it, you know? Um, and uh, still is a little bit. And so it, you know, it's just one of those things like, are we doing the right thing? Um, where does it, what's it going to do for us? Is it going to damage the brand? Is it going to open doors? Uh, you know, like you, 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 you fantasize about the possibilities, the negative and the positives. Um, or at least I do that way I can be prepared. Um, yeah. I always like, I, I, I personally, um, 
I like to follow that, that mindset of, okay, I, I always imagine what the worst thing that could happen is, um, not because I'm negative, I'm actually quite a positive person, but I like to, I like to imagine that so I can plan for that. And that way, if it does happen, I already have a plan. Um, and then I also like to imagine like the most extreme, beautiful, harmonious outcome possible, right? Like a movie studio contacts us and is like, we want to do something with you guys, right? Like, yeah. um, which happened. So it was like, uh -huh. sweet, you know, <laughs> um, that's cool. And, uh, yeah, we're sending a bunch of stuff to, to Netflix. So, um, that's so cool. You know, so it was one of those things, you know, you just, you don't know unless you try. And that's what, that's a big thing that we do here. You know, uh, we were talking about before this with the quantum, you know, it's like, wow, we're going to do a $250, $270 watch strap, you know, like what's going to happen. I don't know. But if we don't try, um, you don't know, you know, and, 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 um, you know, I think as long as you have a good vision for what your business is, who your customers are, um, the direction you want to go. Um, if you have all that built, that lets you do things like prelude. It lets you do things like some of the, the fun products that we've done. Um, you know, the EDC event that we did with you guys earlier this year, um, you know, uh, it, it opens those doors as long as you're brave enough to walk through them. Um, and then the next thing you know, you might, you might have something yeah. that, um, could really help drive your business forward. So, well, it, I think I, I, I can't really think of another brand that does as good of a job as, as what Ted does with, um, with getting their, with, with you guys getting your customer base involved, um, and the, and the quality that you do that with. So, um, you mentioned quest, which I oh, do you want to tell people what quest is. Oh, yeah. listen, might not know. Yeah. So quest is, it's our app. So we launched an app this year. Um, and it's been, it's a long time in development. We've actually beta tested it for years and years leading up to the, the launch of, of the official app. Um, but really what it is, is it's an app you download and you become part of the quest community where you can go on many missions. Um, we, I mean, we, you can call it a mission, you can call it a quest. We call them both. Um, and I use that word, uh, with adventure, uh, all the time. So, um, so you can uh, find a, an adventure in your local area. It could be go to a waterfall, go to a cave, um, go to a, a, a crash plane. And usually these are very off the beaten path um, objectives. They're not something you can go find on all trails. Um, like we've done a tremendous amount of research, continue to do a tremendous amount of research to find these lost adventures in your backyard, right? You know, like there's so many um for as young as the earth is, or as, as young as our, our time on the planet has been as a species, the amount of stuff that we've left behind already is like awesome, mm -hmm. you know, from crash planes to sunken ships to, um, you know, man-made caves and, and all this other stuff. And, and in the day and age of all this information, uh, there's still so much, so much of it that's quote unquote lost. Um, and so that's what Quest is. It's it's kind of like the adult version of Goonies or Indiana Jones, where you can go on these assignments, these missions, these adventures, and there's perks along the way, right? You wear a tag, you get points, and and or if you go with friends, you get extra points and all the stuff. And and it's kind of built in that Mission Impossible, James Bond kind of uh, Q branch theme of like this is your assignment, this is your mission, these are your objectives. 
Um, and if you do it, you know, you, you start to build your, your repertoire in the quest community, your points and your, your earn badges for challenges. And, um, it's very video game esque. Um, and then you can turn your points in for, uh, discounts on products. So, you know, if you hit a certain level of points, you can trade those points in and get 10% off or 15% off or whatever. Right. And that's going to continue to expand. Um, as we continue to kind of monetize the app more and more. Um, but, but yeah. And I think, so it's, it's a little over maybe three and a half months, four months now, and we're almost at 7,000 uh, members. Wow, awesome. So, oh, it's, it blew us away. Um, and I mean, in that, I mean, we're a clothing company, right? Like we don't, I, you know, I always try to have perspective and it's like, yeah, at the end of the day, you know, I'm sure a lot of people look at us and go, Oh, they make clothes. Like, well, we also do an app now. We're an app company, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, just like we're a backpack company. We're a watch company. We're, you know, like we're a knife company. You know, there's so much that we, yeah, at the, at the very uh, baseline. Yeah. We do clothes, but um, we try to do so much more and be so much more. So, yeah. so that was the one thing that I was going to jump into. I think Greg, I know Greg knows more about what Tad does than I do. So, you know, there's a couple of things that I'm super interested in. We kind of talked about a little bit before the podcast. It's kind of a little bit about you and kind of how you got into Tad. But also, could you give me and the listeners kind of a, a really quick rundown of the mission of Tad, what you guys see your mission as? Sure, yeah. Um, so <clears throat> our mission statement is to live a more adventurous lifestyle through legendary products and experiences. That's our mission statement. We live it. Um, and notice that it has nothing to do with clothing, right? Um, and that was important to us. Um, I come from um, my first professional career before TAD. I was uh, seven years in, in sales and marketing at Michelin BF Goodrich. And I'm a generational guy there. So my mother, my sister, uh, most of my family works there. My mother is an executive there. Um, <clears throat> so, I, you know, I've been fully ingrained in that like billion dollar, you know, $36 billion annual revenue, uh, somewhere in there, like level of marketing and, and thought and strategy. And, and one of the key things that I took away from there was their mission statement. And it's changed over the years, but it's always driven around mobility, not tires, right? They've always said, they've, they've always said, no matter where the world goes, our brand will be there, right? Like if we all start driving or, or not driving, but if we all start flying around and flying cars, we're going to make, our company is going to make components for that, right? right? When tires go away, our brand will not, we will, we will make components for that. And so <clears throat> at TAD, where that translates is, you know, inspiring people to live more adventurous lives through legendary products and experiences. Like no matter what TAD can live, right? Like if, if, if jackets are outlawed, um, okay. Like what's a legendary product we can make that works for our brand um, that right. feeds into that adventurous lifestyle. What are the experiences we can do? Quest, as we just got done talking about. Um, we've done waypoints, infield adventures, um, you know, uh, in-store events, all that stuff, and, and even bigger things we have planned for the future. And, and that, that, I think, is a key component, um, especially this year, um, to uh, keeping things moving forward and to growth and expansion um, and exploring new, new areas of of growth or opportunity is to have a singular focus 
um, know what that is, know who you are, but it's not pigeonholed by niche things, right? Like we're yeah. not just, you know, it's like Wranglers, right? Like jeans, they do jeans, like good luck making shoes, Wrangler, right? Like I'm sure they do collabs <laughs> with boots and stuff like that, right? But it's like right. good, good luck, right? Yeah. Like, you know, where, you know, um, and, and there's a, a slew of other brands like that, right? But and there's nothing wrong with that. Get get really good at making jeans and be the best jean maker in the world. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, you know, and and so yeah. So that's that's our mission statement. And so what we try to do as a as a business is deliver on that. No matter, and and we we kind of view our business in two separate areas: product and experience or experiences. And um, and we approach both as a, like a, a subset of the brand. And so for us experiences, um, obviously there's the customer service experience and the overall customer experience that's constantly evolving and is constantly, you know, we're, we're always trying to make that better. But then there's the real experiences, like how you engage, interact with the brand. And that's all always evolving too. Um, you know, from social media and how we engage with you on there, um, to infield events, to quest, to the community and all this other stuff. Right. And then products. Um, so literally when we're uh, approaching a product brief or, or something like that, you know, we're like, how do we make this legendary? How do we, you know, we don't want to just, and this is opposite of clothing, right? Like clothing is very fast, fast fashion. Yep. Um, you know, very like, this is my shirt for this season. Um, you know, and then I'm going to do another one next season. Yada, yada, yada. Tad, I mean, we're still selling products that are 10, 12 years old, right? Like the, the Ranger, the Stealth, you know, like there's the, like, we truly try to make legendary products that, you know, 10 years from now, the Ranger will still be a product that you can buy from Triple Lock Design. Now, sure, it might have some updates, like new, there's new fabric advancements, um, new zipper advancements, all that kind of stuff, right? But like the Ranger as a product lives on, the Stealth, the Raptor, the Lightspeed, like all these things, I could go down the list. But truly build legendary products. That, that you know, that's, that's what we try to do. And obviously you can't do it with every product, right? Like you just can't. Um, so you fill the hole, you fill, you fill the gaps with what you want to see, um, what your community is asking you for. Um, but our singular focus is are building those legendary products. And there's so many strategies from a business standpoint you can do to do that. Right. Um, but, but in a nutshell, that, that's what we try to do. That was yeah. long winded. I'm sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> that's, that's good stuff. And it, you know, I'm, that, a, I'm very long winded. No. <laughs> I just wrote and, down. Because, yeah. I just wrote down like six different things that I'm like, Oh, I, I, this is stuff I need to know. So, well, um, and it's, yeah. it's one of those things where <clears throat> just kind of, I know Greg and I have t- talked about this and Greg and I've done work in our businesses talking about kind of what our core mission is. And that's super, it's super interesting hearing other businesses, what their core mission is, because one of the things that I've been learning is the companies that seem to have the best experience with their customers have the best, um, hold on their market their their mission doesn't necessarily say like for us for ta targets our mission is equipping people with tools that are going to help them become a better protector that's just super around about but the same thing with greg is greg's creating solutions for people and the companies that are tapping into that mission not just saying hey we make a steel target boom that's what we do 
there's there's so much more to it and it's it's exciting and it's um, encouraging seeing other businesses um, attacking that core mission like that so yeah no that was a yeah. lot of good info yeah. um, and, and, and sure it's nothing new will... right it's nothing new and and you know i mean i love like uh, you know greg and i we've had many conversations i love talking business i love um i have a real soft spot for um american or i mean yeah american because i'm american but like that's not to downplay like if you're a german listener and you have a german business i I feel for you. I understand the struggles, but also the passions of like owning a business and tr trying to build a business and um, <clears throat> everything that goes into that. Right. Um, and, you know, when you look back in, in, in history of even some of the biggest brands, right? Like BMW started making planes, right? Like their logo is still basically the propeller of a plane but now they make cars, right? <clears throat> um, and, you know, look at Magpul, right? When they first got started, like they made little rubber pulls for that. And now yeah. they make, <laughs> they make so much, right? Like, um, you know, and, and like you can, I mean, it doesn't matter the industry, right? Like Michelin, because, you know, I was, like they started bike bicycle tires, right? And, and uh, you could just go down the list, pick an industry. It does not matter. Um, the brands that have out, lived their creators um their founders and and the first people that really put them on the map or whatever are those brands right like it it it's very rare that you find a brand that like they started doing this one little thing and they're still doing that one little thing today just at scale now yeah sure like there's brands that okay i started making watches back in the 40s or 30s i'm still making watches today but you're not just making that one watch. You're making, you have this watch, that watch, this watch, that watch. You've dabbled in yeah. this, you've dabbled in that, right? Like it's, um, and I think as a business owner, um, whether you're a gym owner or, you know, you're a paper mill, right? You've got to, I, I think personally, and especially as the world continues to advance and the world gets smaller, you've got to find ways to uh, be able to adapt like that and mold like that um, because that's just, that's just what we do as a species. Right. And, and that's the other thing that I do is even from a marketing perspective, I try to look at things at the most basic, like Neanderthal level, right? Like I'm not, <laughs> yeah, I'm not like the smartest dude in the room kind of thing. So I'm always just like, okay, like caveman level, uh, you know, what is the human behavior here? Right. Well, from a business standpoint, we're always inventing, right? We, we, we found fire, we've, you know, we, we made a wheel, right? And then Colosseums and all this. So we're always evolving, right? So I, you know, if you're going to build a business, you have to build it, you know, set your foundation in that vein, right? What you're doing today may not be what you're doing in 10 years. And uh, I think if you, if you know that, accept that and build, you know, build kind of a foundation around that, you know, I think that kind of guarantees your business to be around in 10 years. Yeah. Um, again, no matter the business. Um, and then from a marketing and sales standpoint, that Neanderthal level of, of how I look at stuff is, you know, and kind of like what we were talking about with community is, you know, since the dawn of man, right? Like we, we're, we're tribal, right? Like we're tribal, whether, whether you want to admit it or not, like somebody is putting you in a category, right? 
you know, like you're, you're three A or you're, I'm sorry, you're a three percenter, you're a two A person, you're, oh, you're a Democrat, oh, you're a Republican, oh, you like the Steelers, oh, you like the Patriots, um, you know, it, it does not matter, you're a CrossFitter, oh, you're a runner, um, it does not matter, it does not matter whether you identify yourself in a category or not, other people are constantly, right? You, oh, you, you ride around in a Porsche, you're a Porsche guy, you ride around in an FJ, you're an off-roader guy, um, you know, doesn't matter. And so I've always approached community in that way, right? Okay, well, um, no matter what you do as a business, there, there is going to be inherently like a tribe is going to get built. And it's up to you if you empower that tribe, right? If you make them feel like a tribe or if you just make them feel like a customer. Um, and I hate the word tribe because it's so overused nowadays. I'm just like, oh my gosh. Um, marketing hot word. Um, but it, it's, uh, but it's true, right? Like it, it, you know, and then you have, and then you have all these subsets within your, your community, you know, like the people who are, are, you know, for us, it's like the people who really love product, like they're, they're diehard product guys. They love the beautifully engineered and designed and, and all that stuff. Right. And they buy a bag, they play with it for a little while, they, then they sell it, you know? Um, and then we have like, excuse me, we have like the guys that like to go out and do stuff, you know, the questers, um, the adventurers, all that stuff. And then there's the in-between. And so, you know, we try to, you know, that's, a, that's our, you know, that's our community. That's our, our culture. Um, that's what we try to cultivate. Um, and then we, every now and then we, we kind of dabble, you know, um, you know, we try new things. Um, you know, swim out of our lane a little bit, um, which I know there's controversy there if you should swim out of your lane or not. Well, but it's funny um, you say that. it's funny you say lane because I'm sitting here thinking I actually wrote it down. I think I think I think one of the most dangerous things that that you can be told as a as a business owner or it, or marketing is to stay in your lane. It, you, know, you know, people like to tell people just to stay in your lane. I, I think that's one of the most dangerous things that you can do. Is just is well, I think and, and just stick to it. I have yet to see somebody say that and uh, have never gone out of their lane. Right. Right. Like, you know, it, it's, it's, it's like to, to put it in an analogy, right? Like, okay. Like we're all swimming in lanes this way. Right. Well, uh, we're all following the pool. We're all going this way. Okay. Well, the one guy is like, you know what? I'm going to go that way. I'm going to swim across the pool this way. Hey, stay in your lane, stay in your lane. Well, like maybe he's swimming to go like save a baby that's drowning on the other end of that pool or you know what I mean? Like he's got to go to the bathroom, right? <laughs> like, yeah, you know, there's, it's, I think it's such a wax kind of phrase, you know, um, that if, if, if you're not willing to try, you know, and, and be willing to fail and fail publicly, right. In this day and age, it's getting harder and harder to be more private right or to hide behind um the window of you know a fake account or, or or all that stuff like you'll get called out or you'll be discovered and you know i think i think if we all like just imagine if we all tried something out of our wheelhouse like as a species how much further along we'd be right like you know um and it doesn't have to be, it's not saying like we all have the power to be Elon Musk and that's not true. But like, 
like collectively, if everybody tried something new, if everybody said yes to that one thing that they're, that they're afraid to say yes to, I think it would be, I think more people would be happy and, um, and who knows what kind of businesses and solutions we would have in the world, you know, and that, you know, that's getting a little romantic, but it's still, you know, I hate, I hate seeing people say no. I hate people mm-hmm. seeing like, Oh, you should just, Oh, Tad, you've lost your way. You're making a sports coat. Like, Oh, you know, and it's just like, yeah, well, we also just sent 300 sports coats to the secret service. So like we, that never, that's an opportunity that never would have happened if, if we hadn't like, Hey, let's make a waterproof sports coat. Like, yeah. why not? Yeah. You know? And, 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 and now we have contacts there, right? You know, we, we get to talk to these guys and, 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 Oh, guess what? Now we need chinos Like we have the sports coat. We need something for the bottoms. Oh, well, okay. Let's make, let's make a really cool pair of chinos. We're building these four agency guys. So of course we're going to call them the agents, you know, and, and we got to figure out the pocketing and like what they need. Um, you know, and, and, and all that stuff. And then the next thing you know, we have a pair of chinos and, you know, a, a, a protocol, the sports coat. Okay. Well now we need a good dress shirt. We've got the trade craft and we've got the trade craft and some various fabrics and stuff, but like, what's a, what's a proper good looking dress coat, you, you know? And then, and if that market segment grows for us, if the sales continue to climb and we find new products and all, like all of a sudden, because of our mission statement, because we're not so married to this one thing, you know, 20% of our business could be selling high end men's dress wear. Yeah. Right. Like, and, and like, you know, sure. Yeah. The Ranger guys will be like, Oh, you've lost your way. <laughs> and it's like, Nope. I'm like, we're still selling Rangers. Yeah, well, <laughs> still, it, selling, it, still selling force tens. Well, yeah. Like, you're still making camo pants and you're still making, yeah. It, you know, it, you can, you can be in two lanes. You can go down two different lanes, I guess is, is what it comes down to. Like, you can keep in your lane of, of where you started, but you can also pick other lanes and go down those, those lanes. So I, how do you think um, it, it just, you guys have done such a, 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 a good job of, of getting your customers involved with quest and telling stories with prelude and going down all these different avenues and stuff. How do you guys think that that has, has, has helped you guys this year with COVID just it, I'm sure you guys have seen a lot of your competitors get, you know, get turned upside down, but it seems like you guys have not only done okay, but you've been able to forge forward and keep on your path and launch new stuff. So, I mean, how do you think all the stuff that you've done has, has maybe helped you guys in a situation like this year that you couldn't have seen coming? Yeah, no, it's a great question. And, and so again, this comes, I, I'll approach it in a couple of different ways. I'll approach it from just standard business and I'll approach it like tab. So back in 2000 and in what eight, right? 2008, there's all these studies now, um, you know, the brands that cut back, they trimmed back. Um, this is the recession I'm talking about. So like, you know, they, they trimmed back and, and uh, just like survive, right? Like, I'm, 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 I'm boarding up the windows. I'm, I'm, I'm shrinking everything. I'm, I'm sucking in and we'll, we'll live this because we have all this cash flow, right. Or, or all this influx of cash or whatever. Um, our standard business will keep us afloat compared to all the businesses that doubled their marketing budgets, right? BMW, Audi, Michelin BFG, um, like all these brands that in 2008, they, they said, Nope, 
we're going for it. We're pushing through, we're doubling down. Um, and coming out of the recession, they are then the market leaders in their respective markets, right? And so from a scientific, like proven standpoint, there was that, right? It was like, it sounds terrible to say, but, but I also believe like fundamentally it's true. Like there's always opportunity, right? Like, you know, one of my sayings that actually I got from Brett was like, um, adventure and opportunity or calamity, right? No matter what, um, whether it's a bad situation or it's an opportunity, like there, there's something to be found there. And so for us, you know, it was like, okay, the world is changing. And are we ready for that? As a business, are we ready for it? Uh, we happen to be, we're direct to consumer. So <clears throat> we have no, like we have wholesale, but that's uh, international. So, okay, like we, we control our destiny, not, not some wholesaler, right? Which unlike a lot of the big outdoor, like outdoor took a massive hit, massive hit. Like apparel in general, like if you listen to all the market reports, everything, massive hit this year, right? People are staying at home. They don't need clothes, blah, blah, blah. But outdoor in general took a massive hit. Um, and a lot of that is due to the wholesale, right? Like when REI is 60% of your revenue and REI closes for six months, like what do you think is going to happen? You know, um, when you're not set up, to be direct to consumer. When you don't control the conversation with your customer and somebody else does, um, like that's a, that's a pretty, if you ran a SWOT analysis on your business, I would hope that was on there because that's a huge issue, right? Like, um, but I also understand it's easy to chase that like, oh, like, you know, REI is gonna give us a hundred million dollars to sell our products. But <clears throat> when it comes down to that customer interaction, like, Who's to say that Joe in the Des Moines REI knows what the hell he's talking about when he's talking about your product to Karen, mm. right? Like you don't control that. You don't control that interaction at all. You don't. And I know we have a fundamental problem with that. And so, um, you know, we, yeah. So, you know, our business, we kind of looked, looked at what are we going to do? Well, we're as a, as a business, we're set up. Okay. We're direct to consumer we can control the message. So that was first and foremost, like the best part. And then <clears throat> we looked at what are all the opportunities? What, what are people doing? Well, they're stuck inside, they're bored. Um, let's entertain them. So that's where the idea for Prelude, you know, like if there's ever a year to try fictional storytelling, this is the year to try. It's been an idea we've had for a long time, but in various forms. Um, and it's actually not the first time, like back in 2017 or 2016, we actually did something similar. Um, it was like chapter storytelling kind of thing we did and it did all right, but it wasn't like what prelude was. Um, and, and so this was, you know, it's the perfect time where like people are bored. They want to be entertained. They want content. They're spending all this time online. So let's just flood them. Right. Prelude is deep. If you want to, if you want to dive in deep, you can, if you just want to look at it, it looks pretty great. Um, so those are the first two things. And then the third thing was, okay, what do, what do people want from us? Right? Like <clears throat> apparel's hard right now. Sourcing fabrics are hard. Everything's shutting down. You know, what do people want? What have they been asking us for? Um, cause the strategy, the product strategy is kind of out the window this year. So give people what they want. They wanted gloves. 
They wanted watches. You know, they wanted kind of all, all the little fun stuff that we did this year. And, um, you know, and we learned, a, we learned a lot. And then of course, in the midst of the pandemic, they're like, give us a mask, you know? And so, you know, we did the mask too. And so, um, those are like the, the top three things that we did. And business wise, I mean, we, if we don't, um, if we don't match 2019, which was a record year, uh, like Tad is, Tad has grown every single year for the last, I mean, I don't know how many years, but as long as I've been here, seven years, every single year, there's year over year growth. Um, 2019 was of course, then the record. We're poised to either meet or beat that record depending on how the rest of this holiday season goes. And that's without a black Friday sale. We did not do a black Friday sale this year. Um, and so, you know, that's, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's been a great year for Tad. Um, and you know, we were able to actually invest, like we, we were, you know, it's not officially announced or anything, but you know, we, we have our own manufacturing facility now. So instead of contracting out sewers and stuff, we're actually hiring them now, you know? So we're, you know, we, we uh, got a new facility, all new machinery. As a matter of fact, like I think this week or next week, you know, another 50 grand of machines are, are arriving. It's like cutters and sewing machines and uh, compressors and all this other stuff. And, and we're poised to hire about 70 new, uh, create 70 new jobs, you know, um, amongst all this that's going on. So that's pretty awesome. Crazy. Um, and so, you know, we, you know, so we're, we're doubling down on our message, like made in the USA, you know, and, and that, uh, you know, we just, we stuck to our guns and learned from the past. We look, we looked to the past. We looked at 2008 and we're like, okay, this is what those businesses did. Like people that survived 2008, they pushed through one way or another. They doubled down and they either go out in a blaze of glory or like you come out on the other side, you know, worlds ahead. And it's looking like for us that we're going to come out of this, you know, uh, with a really great foundation to try a lot of awesome stuff in 2021. So. Yeah, that's really exciting. Hopefully that answers your question. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I think that just, that just goes to prove, you know, what you guys, what you guys are doing. And for those of us who are business owners or, or our marketing people or or whatever is being willing to jump out of that lane, like, like we're talking about being willing to, try new things, being willing. And, and it's, I know it's hard for me sometimes to, I feel like if, if, if I take my attention away from, um, from my current products or making new products and, and taking time to do things on social media and stuff like that, to, to me, I, I get this little sense where I'm not doing what I should be doing um, because I'm not, actively working on making stuff or selling stuff. But, but all that time that I have taken over the last five years to engage with, with our followers and customers, you know, those people are really the ones who have helped us get through this year in a lot of ways. So just it, it being willing to step out and, and, uh, and diversify what you're doing to reach people is, is what's going to help you get through, years like this and you guys are the proof of that. So it's, it's pretty awesome to see that. Um, you, you, you yeah, thing- no, and, yeah, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. 
No, I was going to say, I struggle with that too, right? Like there's like four or five guys here that all have access to Instagram and Facebook and they're always constantly answering PMs and messages and, you know, all, all, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, Brett and I still get on there, right? Like he will respond. I will respond, you know, um, and sometimes you could probably tell by, you know, even though it says triple off design in the star, like you can tell who's writing the comments sometimes, but I think it's super important because it, you know, it's no matter how big you get or how busy you are spending time on the ground level is, is always the most important, I think, right? Like if you're a manufacturer walking the floor, talking to the sewers or talking to the people who are making your product, right? Like, um, is like it is not a waste of time it feels like it because you're like oh my gosh i have like what did i text you this i have nine thousand two hundred and thirty seven emails right like <laughs> i i should probably answer emails over the christmas break you know but uh you know but i'm not i'm gonna spend time with with my family and that all can wait and because if, if it's that important they have my number right or they're getting my number from somebody you know who wants to give it out or whatever and um, because you know, having that family time is important. Um, spending time with customers, talking to customers, um, that honestly for me is something that I feel like we're not doing enough. Right. And I have, we have plans for 2021 to, um, to do even more, um, with that because again, I think that's part of kind of what's lost in today's, you know, quote unquote, like you know, big business, um, world is there's no, there's no real interaction, right? You, you feel like a consumer and a lot of people, honestly, they're okay with that. And that's fine. Like that, that's their choice to feel like a consumer. But if you're willing to engage with the brand and they're willing to engage back, um, that's where you start to create a, a true community and that tribe, if you will. And, um, that's when recessions hit and, and, or pandemics hit or whatever happens. Uh, you have a, you have a foundation that you can lean on, you know, that, that they're going to trust you and support you and, and whatever you do in your business. Right. Like, you know, um, you know, no matter what, no matter what it is. And that in turn gives you the courage to try new things. Right. Like, um, I think a lot of businesses are afraid to try new things. Uh, we might lose money on this. Yeah, but you might not, you know, like, um, why are you afraid? What, what's holding you back? Are you afraid of what the critics are going to say? I mean, critics are paid to be negative, right? So like, you know, it's not like, don't listen to them. Like, like, how do your customers respond, right? Like the people that actually give you money, um, how do they respond to it? And if, if they, come back to you and say, I like it, but you know, okay, listen, listen to that. Right. Um, and, or if they come back to like, that was cool. Like, I want to see more of that. Oh, move down that path. Right. Make, make that a part of your, your plan and, and, and try that go down that, explore that a little bit further. Um, so yeah, I, I, but I'm with you. I like, it feels like a waste of time, but at the same time, it, it, it's really not right. Like it's, scrolling through the comments, responding to people, seeing the stoke, um, seeing what questions they're asking has spurred more ideas for me 
than me sitting by the fireplace with my thinking cap on, right? Like, you know, um, you know, like me wanting to engage with people more in 2021, like actually getting out, traveling, doing a road show, right? Um, that's something I really want to do with the brand this year has come from seeing how engaged people are on social media this year um, or, or not engaged. Um, and like, okay, we need to get, we need to get out there. I want to see these people. I want to shake their hand. I want to thank them for their business. I want to thank them for their support. I want to answer their product questions face to face. Um, and I, you know, I don't think that idea would have spurred if I wasn't, taking a little bit of time each day to go online and what are people saying? Hey, can you show me this in natural light? Can you show me that this color? Hey, what's that fabric like? You know, like all those little things is impossible for us to do digitally. Uh, and we don't have storefronts. So, you know, um, and who, who knows, maybe the roadshow then becomes an annual thing that we do, right? It becomes another thing that we do to engage our customers because they love it so much. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's awesome. Again, long-winded. Like I said, I've I've only done like one other podcast, and so now I have to get I have to get like seven years of, of talking out. No, it's good stuff. <clears throat> I always have to get you back on here more often. So, one of the things that that we kind of started to talk about um, just as we were chatting before we uh, we started recording here that, that I'm kind of fascinated to go down and, and hear more about is, um, you know, we talk about going down these different paths and being willing to to pivot and go down paths, but the path that you guys are going down right now, and you don't, you didn't just decide now to go down. How long ago did you come up with this plan and where are you in that plan and where do you, and how far out is your plan scheduled? Yeah, no. So, uh, so six years ago we started to build kind of our, you know, at the time, you know, five-year plan, 10-year plan, all that. And we believed in the plan uh, you know, more than it just being like, oh yeah, this is a good strategic plan. It was like, no, this is the future, right? Like, um, you know, like short of like a meteor hitting the earth, like this is going to be the future of our business. Um, and, and, and the market. And so, uh, you know, we started, we really started down this path like six years ago. Um, but, just through different challenges of just general business stuff, right? Um, we haven't found ourselves in a position to execute against that plan fully um, until really like last year, like 20, 2019. So if you think about that, like we put, we put this plan in place on paper sometime in, at the, towards the end of 2015, beginning of 20, or end of 2014, beginning of 2015. And then at the beginning of 2019, we started to execute against that plan. Um, and it's changed along the way microscopically, right? Like, oh, this new thing is this new, here's a new bit of inspiration. Here's a new bit of information um, that we can apply to our plan um, that molds it and shifts it. But, um, but for the most part, um, we have stuck to the plan. You know, which, like I was saying before, it's so kind of surreal for us because, or for us that are still around, because it's, it's like, it's so old. <laughs> like Quest is so old. And, and, um, you know, it's like, uh, like I'm a movie guy, uh, you know, uh, so it's, it, you know, it's, it's like writing a script and writing a book and, and it's, you know, it's been sitting on your 
desk for years and years and years. And now it's finally premiering on the big screen. Right. And you're just like, I'm so tired of this. It's new to everybody else, but, and you're not tired of it negatively. You're just like, I I am so, I'm so far ahead in my brain, you know, um, that it, it, you know, it's, it's a constant, it's a constant reminder to like be in the moment for me. Um, because it's like, like it's, you know, like 12 days of tat is done for me. Like it's on the whiteboard right here next to the sword, you know? And it's like, it's done. Like I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm already in March, 2021, you know? And so, but but then it's like, all right, I gotta, I gotta stay focused on today's tasks, but, um, yeah, sorry. I don't know if that answered your question. So it's like, where, where are you now compared to where Tad wants to, wants to be like, how far out is this plan and where are you in that timeline of the plan? So if you were to just look at it calendar wise, we're probably um, really in the first, you know, six months of the five year plan. Um, you know, there's, yeah, it seems so early. Um, but yeah, like we, and, and I guess what, what, what would be the best way to explain it is, so what we did was, what do we want this business to be, right? Like throw everything out, throw, throw product out, throw, throw everything out, which is that in and of itself is very hard for people to do, right? Especially business owners, especially guys that are so emotionally connected with their business. Um, it's really hard for them to like, what are you talking about? I can't, I, I, I've spent so long building this. Like, like imagine if you didn't make a Neomag, right. like Neomag still exists as a company, but you're not making Neomags. Like, you know, so, you know, that's hard to imagine, but imagine it for one minute. Like, where is your company? Like, what do you, what do you want to be? What do you want to, like, if, 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 if you knew you were going to expire in 10 years, right. You as a person, what do you want to leave behind as a business? Um, that's kind of how we looked at it. And so, um, that drummed from inspiration, okay, this is what we feel like is missing in the world, missing from companies and yada, yada, yada. And then and once we built it, I took a step back. We're like, whoa, that's, that's pretty radical. That's unlike anything we've ever seen um, still to this day. Okay, how do we execute against something like that? Like what, what's step one? And, and that's, that is always the hardest. Like getting the plan, building the vision is, is hard. And then the hardest part is step one. Where do you start? A lot of people will circle on that circle, circle, circle. And we did like, we probably circled on it for a solid year. How do we start this thing? How do we, like, what do we do? Like, do we start here? Do we start there? And that's where we have faults where we, we, we will overthink things to death. Um, and, and sometimes you just got to start, you know, and, or just, just do it, just do it. And, um, and that's what we did with Quest is, you know, like we just did it last year, 2019. Okay. We don't have an app. We don't have the time to build an app. We don't have the budget to build an app. like all these other things. So many excuses of why not to do it. And we said, you know what, F this, we're going Instagram. Like as much as we hate Instagram, like we're going, we're going for it. We're going to do it on Instagram. And it was hard. It was so hard. Like, cause you have to submit your evidence by tagging us like what, but we got through it. And we learned so much and, and that just speared us right into the app. I mean, literally the day quest stopped on Instagram was the day we started building the app because we were so fired up and, and that would not have happened if we just, we just quit 
finding excuses and just did it right. Just do it. And, and now here we are, you know, almost, you know, a year later, the app is out. It's in the app store. You can download it, you know, and, and it tickles us to debt, you know, to like type in tad and see it in the app store and, and, and see the people submitting their stories with their families and all this other stuff. Right. So it's just like, uh, you look back on, you look, you look back all those years later and you're like, why didn't we do this in 2015? Well, you know, um, you know, so now we, we've missed three years, you know? Um, so, you know, that, you know, in building that plan that, you know, those are, you know, the first two hard things. Right. And then from there it's management. Are you, are, are you, you have to check yourself. Are you staying on the plan? Cause it's easy to just go, you know, like, uh, like, Ooh, a shiny thing. Right. And then you look back and you're like, Oh my gosh, we missed the turn, you know, four miles back, you know, we need to get back and get back on, you know, course correct. Um, you know, so constantly reevaluating where you are against that plan, you know, like, are, are we following the trajectory of the dream? Has the dream changed? Has the world changed in such a way that the dream has changed, you know, and, and there's so many reasons to quit along the way, right? Like your energy level, that one thing you tried failed, um, you know, like it, it just so many, so many challenges along the way. But if you believe in the plan, stay focused on the plan and, and try not to take things too personally when they happen. Um, I think in the long run, that persistence and that patience and that endurance ultimately, you know, pays off. And as, as long as the plan is, is something you truly believe in, you know, and that, that is, I mean, that's how we did it. You know, um, I'm sure other businesses are different, but, um, but it's been hard. Like, it's like, it's easy for me to sit here now and say all that stuff. And then it, I'm sure it's easy for me to sit here now and say it knowing what the next two years has in store for us. But, um, you know, it, it, it's hard. Like it's, there's no question. There's no question. It is, it is, it's hard. I mean, it's, um, you know, you're going to, you're going to get, you're going to get hit, uh, in, in ways that you've never imagined, uh, you know, painfully, personally, um, that are going to, they're going to try to derail you, but you know, if you stay, stay on it, you know, and, and be persistent, all that kind of fades away. Now that's, that's awesome stuff. And I, I, I think it's so important. I, I know for me personally to hear, you know, it, it took you guys, four years before you really got to really launch into what, what the plan was. And, the, and it's cool for me to hear that it took a year for you guys to really figure out how to get started. Like this isn't something, you know, I can't get frustrated when, when I don't feel like I have the, you know, the, the, the plan figured out right now, you know, these things take, these things take time and, uh, and you do need to be willing to adjust and the pivot when you need to and stuff. So. Um, yeah, I mean, it, 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 I mean, like with prelude, right? Like, um, I, it, it just went away. I had shared it in my personal stories over the last, you know, 24 hours or so, but like prelude, like the idea for prelude, like the, 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 the story bit, right. The, the little, like the, the case chasing the case and all this other stuff I've literally had in my head, the, the, the just this vision, like no story, but just the vision of a case right? Like a case, what's in it, right? Like not, not a seven what's in the box thing, but like a true, 
um, or, or Marcellus Wallace Pulp Fiction, you know, like yeah. when he opens it in the gold, you know, like his soul or whatever's in there. Right. But like, like just this, this idea of this case and, and the journey this case goes through, um, I've had that in my head since college and I shared all my stories, uh, like my very first college project, you know, so I'm like, I don't know, 21 and, and like we did a little low bid, low budget little thing. And it's a guy with a case. And like, I had forgotten, right. Like it's so deep in my, in, <laughs> like in my soul, right. Like, it, like that vision is so ingrained deep in there that I didn't know back when I was 21 in a sophomore in film school, like this little obsession about this like storyboard I had in my head of this guy with this case and he's stealing it and this and that, you know, it is going to transition to when I'm 37 and doing it where there's going to be hundred thousand people reading the story or absorbing the content and, and all this other stuff. And, and it's going to sell product, right? Like, um, and it, it, it I think that is, a good example of just like, if you have a vision, you know, stay with it. It doesn't mean that, uh, like, like that's the other thing. I think a lot of folks get impatient, you know, and it's like, well, you, you just never know. You just never know. That even comes from product too. You might have a product idea today that doesn't make a lick of sense, but five years from now it might, and it might be your number one selling product. Um, and so that's, yeah, I think that comes with passion, persistence, endurance, stubbornness, um, you know, all those things. I think the biggest thing is, is that vision. And that's just, as you're talking, it's one of the things I, I, I keep thinking about is just the vision that you have. Um, is having that vision and, and believing in it and sticking to it. And that's what you've said a few times as we've been talking is just, is, just being willing to open your mind up to those, those visions and then, and then just sold out believing in it and, and going for it. Um, so you mentioned, uh, I'm going to kind of use it as a segue um, to, because this is kind of where me and Jared kind of left off last week. Um, you, you mentioned your hatred for Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and, me and Jerry both have a love hate relationship. We wouldn't be where we are. And I'm not even sure that, that we would have the businesses that we have if it wasn't for Instagram, especially. Um, but it's becoming harder and harder, especially for me and Jared in the gun industry. I know you guys have felt those, those ripple effects just with some of the collabs you guys do and, um, and, and, and doing some of the tactical wear and stuff like that. So, um, and when you and me were texting back and forth in this conversation um, a little bit ago, I think one of the questions that I, I posed to you is, is as we see engagement drop and, and uh, yes, so as you see that drop on social media, like what is your guys, what's your vision? What's your plan to, to counter that and, and where do you think the future is with social media for us yeah and and we could say the same right like we wouldn't be where we are today if it wasn't for social media and it'll it'll continue to deliver for our business but that said you know especially this year if if businesses haven't taken a step back 
and looked at the analytics and like, you can call it what you want, right? Like shadow ban or, or, or the algorithm changed or whatever, right? Cause you'll have people on the other side that are like, nope, it's just you and your content. Mm-hmm. You know, if people aren't responding to your content, change your content. Um, and there's probably some truth to that too. Um, but there's also like, you know, uh, like there's anomalies in the, in the, in the numbers. Right. And so, and being a numbers guy and an analytics guy and stuff, it's just, it's hard to ignore that stuff. So, um, yeah. So at a, on a fundamental level, if you look at social media and what it is for businesses, you're playing in somebody else's sandbox, right? It doesn't matter. Twitter, Facebook, unless you own Twitter or Facebook, uh, it's not your sandbox and they can do whatever they want, whenever they want, however they want. And then you have to adapt your business to it. If it's that critical to your business now. So all of a sudden another business has that big of an impact on your business. And I have a problem with that. Like I, I get defensive with that, right? Like you're not going to, like you're not going to walk into my house and start kicking over shelves. And then because I now, now I have to put my shelf over there cause you don't like it over here. No. So like, so you have to build your own platform, right? Like you need to build your own sandbox basically. Um, and slowly it, cause it takes, it, it takes a tremendous amount of time, right? Like if everybody's over here playing on the new shiny playground, right. And you want to move them over to your playground and maybe your playground's not as shiny, right? Like there's cooler things, maybe the slide's steeper, more dangerous, but you know, how do you, how do you get them over there? Um, and that takes time, careful consideration, and you always have to be building that playground, right? Because you're competing with company, like you're competing with, like there's nobody, like I know everybody's like, you know, everybody's trying parlor, right? And it's, and it's like, or right now, like, what was it? It was like two years ago. It was something else. I can't Vero. remember. It what was Vero. It's, there's always like everybody ever. So, so what does that tell you? Everybody's looking for the new shiny playground. Right. And they go try it and then they're like, Nope. And then they come back. Right. And so, you know, I think everybody's looking for that next thing. Everybody wants to be there first. Um, because it's magically going to make your business grow that much faster. No. Um, but, you might, you might reach more people faster because the playground, like the, the, the pool is smaller, but um, you have to build it, it, it always and forever will boil down to you have to build your own playground, your own place for your community to live. Right now that can be done in any number of ways. Newsletter, right? Like it, you know, it's hard for newsletter services to poo poo your newsletter unless you like are doing something, you know, illegal. Um, you know, newsletter, building the content on your website, right? Like, and again, like, so for, for us, we, we're not, we have no master, right? Like we, we custom build our website. We're not on spot, you know, Shopify or any of that other stuff. So nobody's going to shut us down for selling whatever it is we want to sell. So, you know, um, driving people to our website, driving people to our newsletter, um, or, you know, driving right now, like quest again, we custom built quest that we have no master there driving people to quest, um, building pockets of platforms that we can continue to engage our customers. So Instagram shut down tomorrow. Um, like, okay, yeah, that would suck. Like, you know, I'm sure we would see it in the daily revenue, you know, maybe a couple thousand bucks, but like, it's not going to shut us down. 
Um, it's not that big of a hit. You know, we actually got banned from, uh, uh, I forget what you, I think it was 2017. I mean, we were on a six month ban. Like we couldn't, couldn't do anything. Um, was that on Instagram? Uh, yeah, I think it was Facebook. Facebook. It was Facebook. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, it was just like a wake up call for us. Uh, not that we were relying heavily on it, but we were really on an upward trend and, um, and it was just one of those like, okay, wow. Like, uh, because I forget, I even, for, oh, it was knives. It was knives. Um, and it wasn't even like, like for those of you that know knives, like we don't sell stab you in the eye knives, right? <laughs> like we sell thousand dollar high end custom investment pieces, right? It's like, and you're going to ban us for that? Like, okay. You know, and, and, and it, you know, it, to us, it, it really illustrated, you know, the level of ignorance on that side of the house, right? Not to sound biased, but you know, if they're not going to take the time to talk to you, um, like if you know, like I feel that way in general, no matter what the conversation is, you know, two way or you know, political, or whatever. If you're not going to meet at the line to talk, like you can still stay on your side of the line, but if you're not going to meet at the line to talk, then like there's no conversation. So your opinion is invalid. Um, so you know, they wouldn't even meet with us to talk. It took us six months to get on the phone with somebody. And, and after we explained it, after we showed them and like the market and what we're doing and all the stuff, they were like, oh, this yeah. is awesome. <laughs> and now that guy, like that, that like they became customers, right? Like we, there's people at Instagram that like, they have custom uh, rangers or, or, or one of our products that are like embroidered with their engineering team, you know? And it was like, like all it took was a conversation, but it took six months to get that conversation. Yeah. And, Jeez. you know, so, it, it, you know, but that, that all boils down to you, like, you have to control the conversation with your audience that goes for, for product, like the REI um, that I said earlier, um, and down to the platform that you're playing on, because at any moment, any moment, it could get, it could get pulled. So, and, I, yeah, go ahead. I guess my, my question and my sticking point is... If, if that happens, how do you drive traffic to your platform? So already being already working on diversifying, right? So like, 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 uh, like a prime example. So we have, I don't know, like hundred, I, mean, I haven't looked like 106,000 people on Instagram. It looks like, and then, you know, another hundred or 90,000 on Facebook or whatever. And I look at our newsletter subscribers and it's, you know, 150,000. Okay. That tells me. In general, we've probably done a good job of funneling our, you know, keep making sure our people are engaged or at least subscribed in some way or whatever on all of our, all of our uh, funnels, right? Our channels, if you want to use marketing slangs. Um, and then if I look at our website hits, right? Like, okay, we're averaging, you know, 150 to 200,000 individual users uh, a month, like on a, on a slow month, right? So, okay, those numbers are all pretty close. So that tells me that we've done a good job at making sure in, in some form or another, our audience isn't going to miss something. Now, they may miss it because they don't open the newsletter. They're not a newsletter person or whatever. But like, um, you know, we've worked really hard ever since then. Like it was 2016 now, now that I remember. Like we've worked really hard and you've probably seen it in some of our messaging and we've even been ridiculed by our own customers for 
just like join the newsletter, join the newsletter, join the newsletter, right? And then people are like, oh, the newsletter comes late. And uh, well, that's because we got so, you know, we, we did such a good job at getting people into the newsletter that all of a sudden the newsletter server's having a hard time delivering to all those people. So, okay, we have to then build the infrastructure, get a new newsletter service provider, right? And, and so, you know, making sure that there is no one channel, right? Like trying to diversify your channel. Um, and that could be said for business too, right? Diversifying uh, your product collection, diversifying your revenue, um, you know, all those things. Um, you, you know, I think in today's day and age is, is super important. The hard part really is convincing people to follow you on multiple channels and then feeding all of them, right? Like that, like for us here on the marketing side is super hard, right? We have to feed Instagram. We have to feed the website. We have to feed Facebook. We have to feed the newsletter, right? And, and it's hard. It's super hard, you know, um, because if you, if any one of those lose value to the person consuming it, then they quit, they quit following it. Right. And so it's, um, it's hard. It takes a lot of work. Um, and you know, if, if I had my way, we'd be feeding more, right. We'd be, you know, we'd be feeding YouTube more. We'd be feeding Twitter more. We'd be feeding, you know, we have to make strategic decisions with where we spend our time. Um, and what the return is on that time. But, but yeah, I mean, ultimately that, you know, that is, you know, that you have to do that. I mean, it's just that, that is where in particular this industry is going. Right. Um, and when I say this industry, I mean like to lump ourselves in cause we don't consider ourselves tactical, but like to like, we, we, you know, we're on this invisible line that nobody else sees. And sometimes we fall into the tactical world. Um, but especially in that, in that market, like if, if, if all of the businesses, all of them in this world right now aren't already should be executing on that, uh, they're behind the curve because, you know, I think we're, I think the next two years are going to be challenging in, in that particular market. And now I'm sure there'll be some great, you know, ammo sales will keep going up and, and gun sales will keep going up and, you know, and accessories and all that stuff. But, um, you know, the, the deck is not stacking in, in your favor. So what are you going to do? You know, um, you've got to start building uh, multi-channel and then owning those channels. Um, at least that's, that's, that's what we have learned. And that's always been kind of my, uh, my experience with that, even, even in not, not apparel or not, not, not even in a social media world, like big business world, like at Michelin BFG, right? You, you build, you build, bases. You have your independent dealer base, right? Those are your mom and pop tire shops. Then you have Sam's club. Then you have Costco. Then you have tirerack.com, right? Then you've got discount tire. Like you build all these channels, right? And so if there's, if there's something happens in one of those channels, okay, whoop, switch over, like, you know, dump, dump more eggs in this basket or, or re-diversify over here. Right. And then even at a higher level than that business units, right? Okay. We're doing passenger light truck tires. You know, that's everyday, everyday people like you and I's vehicles, right? And we're also going to do ultra high performance, like track tires, all this stuff. Then we're going to do off-road. Then we're going to do 18 wheelers. Then we're going to do motorcycle. Then we're going to do bicycle. You know, then we're going to do space shuttle and special projects. Then we're going to do military, right? So if any, any one of those business units starts to suffer 
And then within those business units, those individual channels of communication to the customer base start to suffer. You can diversify. You can, you can okay, we're going to increase this level of our business over here. Um, and uh, that's just economics at that point. Yeah. yeah, that was one thing that was a wake-up call to us on our end with the steel targets this year because the law enforcement military segment of our consumers is a large portion of what we do with COVID kicking off a lot of their spending on ranges and equipment that is around the range, not the actual firearms or ammunition was put on hold. So that forced our hand to do a little bit of what you were saying. And in return, our consumer end exploded this year it far superseded what I would have expected knowing going into the COVID uh, situation. So that very eye opening as a business owner and a lot of what you're saying is resonating. I'm sure you would agree as well, Greg, this year's been, yeah, full of learning and and trying to calculate these uh, different moves that we're making. Uh, But that's cool to hear. I mean, it sounds, so one question that's jumping out of my head as a, a marketing guy, how many people do you currently have with you executing this marketing? Because talking, you know, going back to your point of feeding these different channels, that's a humongous struggle right now for mm-hmm. us because it's uh, myself and uh, two other people are helping me part-time at this point with our content, what we create. So that, I feel like that would be good Intel for other yeah, folks uh, as well. Uh, three. There's me and two yeah. guys. <laughs> that's, uh, so, it's crazy. It, so, so yeah, that's, uh, yeah. you guys are killing it, man. And like yeah, I said, so, I'm fairly new to the brand, but I, I did a little bit of research and over the last couple of days as Greg and I were talking more and more about uh, jumping on with you, obviously looking at Instagram, looking at what you guys have on your Facebook page and, and everything. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Mad props to you, man. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, and, and that in and of itself, right, is that's part of the vision, right? When, and, and as a business owner and like, when you think about vision, it doesn't have to be product. It doesn't have to be consumer engagement. It could also be what you want to be, like what you, you know, what you want to build. And, and for me personally, um, you know, having, you know, come from, uh, you know, my, my first degree in school was film, film video production. And, with an emphasis on um, producing, right? And so um, for me, it was like, I, I want to build, I want TAD to have an in-house marketing team that rivals an agency, right? Um, and that is hard to do. One, because most of like, like the top five agencies you know, on average, like just a little marketing campaign is probably more budget than our quarterly revenue. Right. So, um, so that, you know, that's a huge challenge, but, um, if you look at it on paper like that, but, um, how do you combat that, you know, talent and passion? Um, and, and if you can find that, and afford it, right? Because that's the other thing. Like you, you have to, you know, you, you probably can't go get the rock star you want, right? They can do all the things that you want to have happen for your marketing. 
Um, so you really have to analyze what it is you truly need, um, like at a, at a very foundational level and, and find that person. And maybe that person doesn't exist, but you can mold them into that person. And that's, that's kind of how I have approached building the marketing here at TAD. Um, and it's not even remotely close, right? Like it's the hardest thing in business. If you haven't figured it out yet is people, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, trying to build that, like having that vision, you know, like I, you know, you know, when I started at TAD, I was the only remote person. I worked out of my house, um, travel to San Francisco, sleep on the floor at my desk there. Um, and did that for, for two years. Right. And then, um, we completely rebuilt the marketing team from the ground up. Like all of 20, uh, all of 2016 and most of 2017, I was the only marketing person at TAD. I would use the pack designer to help me do the newsletter. Like he designed it and laid it all out everything. And then I did all the like e-com stuff to it. Um, that was it. Like, I think I launched 76 products by myself, me and a tripod. Um, and so, okay, how do you do that and like hold the people's attention span and all that? Well, creativity, like you got to get creative, like, you know, um, and and just analyze the market, analyze what people are doing. What are people responding to? Okay, go do that. Like, it doesn't have to look like an Oscar winning photography or video thing, right? Like just, just do it. Um, and, and the brand will come, right? Like just do it. Don't, don't worry about, wow, this doesn't necessarily represent the quality of my product. Like we, we get that all the time. Like for years we got, like, I personally got ridiculed by like, um, like, wow, your videos do not match. The video quality does not match the quality of your products. Like, okay, well, I'm not a friggin' movie studio. So, like, okay, like that. Okay. <laughs> like, I'm you trying, to, love, sell, you I'm, love I'm trying to sell Rangers. Yeah, like, yeah, are, like are, we, are, we, are, are we judging Tad by its, um, like, production? Or are we judging Tad by the product? And at the time, we we're selling product, right? We haven't, we hadn't gotten to this level of the plan where we're starting to produce higher level content, right? But we knew it was coming, like we knew. And then, boom, mission capable. I'm like, okay, here, here you go. Like, you know, here's this level of production. And then Prelude, boom, here it is again. You know, and then um, having that patience, having that vision, all that stuff we've talked about before. Um, but then when it comes to like building that team and all that, I mean, it, it is a lot of, you know, like if I work just a 10 hour day, that's a good, like, you know, it's, it's putting in the hours, you know, on average, I'm probably doing 14 to 16 hour days, you know, um, and I do it throughout, right? Like I'll do you know, eight hours in the office and I'll go be home for two hours and I'll go do another, you know, seven hours and then go to bed and then get up and then maybe I'll come in late that morning. I'll go do, I'll go ice climb in the morning and then come in or whatever. Right. Um, and, and you just, you know, you, you make it a part of your life. It doesn't mean that you're just consumed, right. Um, you, you, you make it a part of your life. You make working that those hours and, and having that level of passion part of who you are. And, and what drives you, what wakes you up and, and all that stuff. And that's hard. Like I get it. A lot of people are like, you know, I, you know, it's hard to imagine what other people's expectations are, but I know in my experience of having people work for me and things like that, they have delusions of grandeur. Um, and, 
you know, that it sounds like I'm being negative. I'm not. Um, it's just, it's, that comes with inexperience, you know, like I, you know, I'm going to be somebody. Okay. Like in what, like photography, uh, graphic design, video editing, sound mixing in what, and then what does that look like? Um, I don't think people actually take the time to analyze their careers that way. Um, or, or themselves or, 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 or are honest with themselves enough. They look at it as like, wow, I'm putting a lot of hours in this week. Can I have a day off or whatever? And it's like, well, are you, are you, are you happy with those hours that you put in? Cause if you're not, we need to have a conversation. Like, are you proud of the work you put out there? Um, if not, we need to have a conversation. And so, you know, that comes down to kind of management style and, and all that other stuff, but that helps you build a team to where you can punch way out of your weight class, you know, um, because it is easy for a lot of folks to just be like, Oh, I'm going to go hire this guy and I'm going to pay him a lot of money. And, uh, he's going to take me to the next level. Nine times out of 10, that does not work. Yep. Like nine times out of 10 does not work. But finding that guy that's like, you know, Greg, you want to go do more videos, uh, like get, get, get a, find a local community college guy that is doing that is going for film. Right. And get, you know, have them start following you around. And, and, you know, Hey, like, you know, at first he's following your direction. Like he has no say he follows your direction. You take his professional input as needed. Right. But then either that then starts to mold them into, into actually delivering good ideas to you, ideas that work and that are on brand and all this other stuff. Or he's like, no, nah, this is not for me. Like I, I want to go play video games, whatever. Okay, fine. Go away. Get another one. Right. And, and all of a sudden you might find yourself building your future employee right? The next guy that or gal that's going to come in there and take it to the next level for you. And it takes time and patience and vision and all those things we've talked about. Um, but with this generation coming up and, and, and all that, that's, that's super hard. Like it's, you know, um, uh, it's, it's hard to find that, that, that level of passion and that, that early understanding. Like I think people are still realizing the same things that our parents and our grandparents realized they realized them when they were in their mid twenties, right? It's taking folks that are in their mid twenties right now to realize that in their mid forties. Um, uh, you know, that, you know, not everybody's going to become some celebrity or, or like the, the rock star of their industry or the rock star of their skill or, or, or whatever those visions are. Um, you know, the, you know, the idea of having like a secure job, that you put a lot of love and passion into that you get paid uh, not handsomely for, but, but comfortably for that is secure, right? There's nothing wrong. That's a hell of a way to live a life, right? Like that's, you give me that any day of the week, um, you know, and, and, you know, I think after COVID and all this, that may become a little more apparent, maybe not, I don't know, but um but yeah, I mean, that's, that's all team building and, and just to kind of get back to that, like, yeah, team of three, but, um, and we're always dabbing, right? Every now and then we'll have, every now and then it's a team of four. Um, we've never gone more than four, but like, you know, every now and then, depending on the project, we'll bring somebody in for a year, two years to help us kind of do a thing. And then in that time, somebody will move on or whatever. Um, but yeah, for the most part, it's been three. Yeah. Well, it's amazing what you can do now with, little and I think what I used if you would have asked me in 2015 I would have probably said 
a small team can put you at a disadvantage. But what I've learned through this whole situation is that the reality of us being an extremely small team allowed TA targets to be extremely agile through this entire Mm -hmm. thing. So we didn't have to cut red tape. We didn't have lots of processes that, you know, we didn't have this huge ripple effect by us seeing, Oh crap, LEO and military aren't buying as much as they would have been normally. What are we going to do? There wasn't this 10 step plan. It's like, no, we're going to crank down content for the consumer base and focus very heavily right there. We still focused on LEO. We still got sales in LEO and military. Wasn't the same, but I think there's an advantage to that agile team. You know, the more that I've been in our business. And and again, that's nothing new. Like it, like, you know, look at the military, right? Big army versus small unit tactics, right? Like it's both have their advantages depending on what the mission is. Right. You know, um, and that, you know, it's just to, to dumb it down to that level. Um, but that stuff works for a reason, you know, and if you apply it to business, um, it's no different, right? So it's a team of small, highly capable, highly skilled, um, highly, you know, you know, high level of passion, uh, guys or girls that know what the mission is and are going to get it done. Right. And that that's no different. You can apply that to car washes, Right. And, and be the best car wash facility with the line around the block in your local community. Right. Or you can apply it to the military and going and doing world changing events in a single night. Right. Um, it does not matter. The, the, the strategy is the same. You know, the application is different. Um, it's just another way to look at it. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome stuff. Phil, um, we probably need to get, 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 get wrapped up here. That was, there's a, flood of information here and I'll be, I'll be listening back to this. <laughs> I'll be listening back to this podcast several times, taking notes. Um, yeah, thank you so much for getting on with us. I know uh, you're out in Colorado. You, so you, you had to get up even extra early to get on here with us. Um, oh no, no, no problem. Like I said, I, I haven't, I haven't done too many of these, so it's a good testing ground for me too. Cause you know, it's one of those, one of those things of trying something and learning and, and seeing what works and all that stuff. And like I said, I, I personally, when we did our live, you know, and, and uh, back when we did the Neomag collab and all that, you know, I, I love talking about this stuff because I think it helps people. I think it helps consumers understand the business. And I also think it helps other businesses, you know, learn something, you know, and, and or, you know, maybe it sparks inspiration or, you know, something like that. So, um, so yeah, I love, I love this stuff. Well, every time I talk to you, I, I, I leave more inspired. Um, I appreciate your vision and your willingness to share it. So um, thank you so much for hopping on with us. Oh yeah. No problem. Thanks for the invite. Awesome. We'll, we'll do it again. Cause I got more questions. And, uh, yeah. I was going to say, there's, <laughs> yeah, we can, yeah, we can do another one. Uh, we'll pull in yeah, a, just, a very focused podcast on a topic or something sometime, but I think it was cool to give people a little bit of a, behind the scenes. And I, and I know how it goes because I've been on podcasts where folks kind of asked what we've done with our businesses. And it's very difficult in one podcast to even scratch the surface of what the, the landscape and what the journey looked like for you. But hopefully that gave our, our listeners a little bit of a behind the scenes of, of Tad and what you do and, and what the company does. And I know that a lot of people are going to walk away with a lot of good info. 
So cool. And hopefully it leaves them wanting more, right? The best podcasts are the ones where you're like, wait, the episode's over? What are you talking about? Oh, no. When's me getting that guy back? So um, if you're listening to this and you have more questions and you want to hear more, uh, you can send us an email at forgingthejourney at gmail.com or Phil, if they want to find out more about you, more about Triple Out Design and stuff, where can people find, find you? Yeah, I mean, so we're on, you know, Facebook and Instagram, Triple Lot Design. Um, you can go to Google, type in Triple Lot Design, um, so you can follow us there. Um, my email is phil, P-H-I-L, at triplelotdesign.com. Uh, so you can uh, you can email me there. But awesome. if I don't get back to you right away, I apologize. Yeah, you've only got 9,000 emails to go through. My inbox is out of control. <laughs> uh, we stay busy, stay busy, but, you know... It's it's good. I would rather be busy than the opposite, right? Like that's I'd rather have too much to do than not enough. So yep, that's the type of people we are. We just want to want to keep forging on, forging forward. Yep. Cool. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate all that you do, and we will see you next time. <laughs>